This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, welcome to another show. Uh, I want to talk about some football here, uh, college football specifically. Um, the college football playoffs start tomorrow as I'm recording this. Um, so I don't know the outcome of either of those games as I'm recording this. And I may have a, a comment afterwards. But I want to talk about some other issues uh, going on in college football. So uh, Florida State, which if you've been living under a rock, uh, went undefeated in the ACC and was not um, part of the college football playoffs, which is the first time really it's happened where the Power Five, and again, the Power Five, uh, I I don't know if I like that terminology because it implies that everybody's equal and we're all better than everybody else. And I don't know if that's necessarily true always. Uh, But the ACC is considered one of the power five. So winning that conference and going undefeated traditionally would have gotten the Florida State Seminoles um, uh, playoff berth, especially since two teams that did get included, uh, Texas and Alabama, each have a loss. So FSU's statement was, well, we're undefeated and they both lost. Uh, one in the Big 12 and one in the SEC. Uh, but they both won their respective conference championship games, so they were winners as well. Um, Ohio State got in last year without winning the Big 10 and having one loss, um, which is I, I personally feel is not always warranted. I mean, at the end of the day, if you didn't win your own conference, do you, can you really claim to be one of the best four teams in the country? Mm. I, I don't think you can. Um, so, but that's that's last year. So this year, um, Florida State was matched up with Georgia, who was the two-time defending national champions coming in. Their only loss was to Alabama in the SEC championship game, and it didn't go well for Florida State. It went very well for Georgia, but it did not go well for Florida State. And here's where my issue is: so Florida State fin- finished the season thirteen and one. Uh, they were ranked, um, depending on which ranking you look at. The college football playoff ranking is really the only one that matters because the other ones, it's just somebody's opinion, but it doesn't rank you for championship. Uh, I believe they were fifth, and they played number six, Georgia. So here's what Florida State brought into this game, and there were some concerns about what the, was going to happen here. But the Florida State team was without 97% of their passing yards for the season, 88% of their rushing yards, and 84% of the receptions this season, either due to injury or opt-out. Players opted out or were injured and could not play. You've got 97% of your passing yardage. Now, that's because their, their star quarterback got hurt late in the season, and they didn't have much offense after that, which is probably why they got left out of the CFP. But 88% of your rushing yards and 84% of your receptions. Okay. They were missing 29, I'm sorry, 20 scholarship players and 29 players um, that had played during the season. That's a that's basically a different team. Florida State put out a different team than went 13 and 0. So what you saw in the Orange Bowl was not Georgia versus Florida State, 
it was Georgia versus Florida State's JV team at, at best, a JV team, and they got blown out. They got more points scored by Georgia, margin of victory, than has ever been scored in a bowl game. That, that's, that's unbelievable. But you were playing Georgia, who had something to prove, against Florida State, who we thought might have something to prove, but apparently did not have anything to prove other than eh, you, you passed this over. You, you made the CFP committee look like they were correct in not putting Florida State in there. But I would contend, had they been playing for a national championship, those injuries still would have happened. So they still would have missed most of their passing yards for the season. <clears throat> but not the rushing and receptions, at least not to that level. So that, that's one thing. Um, the second game I want to talk about is um, Ohio State versus Missouri. Um, Ohio State produced three yard, three points. Fourteen to th- they lost fourteen to three against Missouri. Uh, they were ranked seventh. Missouri was ranked <clears throat> ninth. That being said, um, this was Big Ten versus SEC. And you'd be forgiven if you didn't realize that Missouri was in the SEC because they were in the Big 12, Big 10, Big 8 for a long time. That being said, Ohio State's starting quarterback, whose last game was against Michigan when he lost, has since transferred to Syracuse. So they, were, they had another quarterback under center. Again, same issue. Uh, the, the transfer portal opens and people are gone before the bowl game. They're gone. So there's a, there's a couple issues there. But this was, I think Missouri finished third in the SEC West. And Ohio State finished, I guess, second in the Big Ten East. Um, I Obviously, if they had played uh, Iowa in the championship game, they would have beaten Iowa as well. But that's not a good showing for the Big Ten versus the SEC. Then we had Ole Miss versus Penn State in the Peach Bowl. And Penn State lost 38-25. Now, they had most of their players, so it wasn't quite the same thing. They, they were missing some people, uh, no question about it. Um, but again, that's SEC versus Big Ten. So the question has to come up with, you got Alabama playing Michigan tomorrow in the uh, – Rose Bowl with a national championship finals on the line. This does, I'm a Michigan fan. I've been very clear on that. I'm also a Tennessee fan in the SEC. Tennessee did not do well against um, Missouri, and they I don't I don't believe they played Ole Miss, so I'm not sure that they had any score that enough. So if they did, I apologize. But the point is, the Big Ten hasn't. Hasn't been great. The two best teams, second and third best teams in the Big Ten, got beat by lower class SEC teams. Not Georgia, not Alabama. So we're in the second tier of the SEC at best with Ole Miss, um, you know, and Missouri. So what does this portend for Michigan versus Alabama? Now, I hope I'm wrong because, again, I'm a Michigan fan. But I do not predict that the that Michigan will beat Alabama. I, I I predict that the SEC is a better 
league than the Big Ten or or the Little 18 or whatever you want to call them next year when they've got Washington and Oregon and uh, USC and UCLA. They're going to have a bunch of teams, but is it really, is winning the Big Ten the same as winning the SEC? I mean, we'll find out tomorrow if that if that trend continues, but Penn State, which is supposed to have a very stingy defense, did not was not stingy. Not stingy at all against Ole Miss. And Ohio State, who's supposed to be dominant, looked like chumps. Um, Florida State just didn't show up. It just didn't show up. So here's the issue. Forget the SEC Big Ten matchup for a second. Here's the issue with college football. When it goes to a 12-team playoff next year, you will have 12 teams that matter. And likely, you will have the rest of the bowl games, which, let's be honest, most of these have turned out to be, where the best players are opting out, the seniors, best player seniors are opting out because they don't want to get hurt for the NFL. So you're going to have a bunch of teams that, if they have any quality players that might possibly get to the NFL, are not going to play. And if they don't have any good quality players, do you really want to watch the game anyway? If it's a matchup of I don't care against I don't know, what's the ratings look like, right? I mean, ESPN, ABC, Fox, CBS, they're all invested in this college game. But it's what I saw this year from the Big Ten, a little less from the SEC, but more from the Big Ten. The Big Ten was three teams, and really two teams, if we're being perfectly honest. Um, It was Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, in that order. So you had to watch all these other games, which honestly did not matter. You could have you could have condensed the entire season to those three games. Penn State versus Michigan, Penn State versus Ohio State, Ohio State versus Michigan, Ohio State versus it, it it's not it's not good for football, college football, when so few games actually matter. Right? So you're gonna have and, and people have talked about this, you're gonna have the haves and the have nots. And it's the NIL money, it's the transfer portal, it's the fact that um, you can opt out if you if you choose to at some point because I don't want to get hurt for a meaningless game. Now, they were always meaningless games, truthfully. They, the, the bowl games were always extra. They were counted as separate for the coach's record. They were counted as different. They had the mythical national championship if... You know, you you beat your team. Like, I go back to 95, 1995. Penn State beats uh, Oregon handily in the Rose Bowl, but they didn't beat them by enough to unseat Nebraska, who passed them when Penn State had not lost a game to win Nebraska wins the national championship. Sorry, that was 94. 94 season. That's, that's the problem with this whole mix-up. Most of these players are looking at the future. They're not looking at the present. And you've incentivized those players to want to play at the higher level and get paid. But if they're not getting paid, then they don't feel as 
it's worth putting on a product. Now, they're still selling tickets. They're still selling jerseys, still selling memorabilia. I guarantee the alumni associations are selling packages. I, I got some from Tennessee. They wanted me to go to the, to the bowl game this year and, and party with the team. But what are you getting? Joe Milton's opted out. Now, I'm not a Joe Milton fan, so I think that's a positive because I think Joe Milton is a terrible quarterback. I thought he was a terrible quarterback at Michigan. I think he's a terrible quarterback at Tennessee. I can't believe he was recruited at either place because he's a terrible quarterback. But you've opted out of the guy who basically was behind center the whole season. What do you do? If you're college football, what do you do? How do you fix this perception of irrelevancy? Because next year, this year, it's it's three games that are going to matter in the postseason, called postseason. Three games. The two games tomorrow night and the championship game a week from now. That's it. None of the rest of these matter. I mean, Georgia beat the snot out of Florida State, and it doesn't matter. It'll be a stat somewhere, and you'll go back and, oh, yeah, you remember that? But it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to care. I would contend again, I've said this before, who, who was the second-place team in college football in 1992? Do you know? You'd have to look it up, unless you're a fan of that team. I don't even know. I, I, I'm just picking a number. That, nobody cares who finished second. So if nobody cares who finished second, how likely do you think they're going to care who finished 12th? Or we're going to, and this happens every year. They say, well, we won't have to worry about with 12 teams. It really won't be a debate on who gets in, who doesn't get in. Really? Look at the NCAA March Madness for basketball. We're still debating 68, 69 teams. Well, they're on the bubble. Does anybody believe for a second that the 68th ranked team has any shot of winning the national title? No. It's a debate for, it's irrelevant. But it's a debate because it's money. It's the TV shows. It's the brackets you can put together. It's, it's everything around that. It doesn't matter who's, who's 70 and who's 60. It makes no difference. The 60th team is not winning the championship. Now, you might get a team here and there that goes further than they should based on their ranking. But that's it. The same thing's going to happen with, with 12 teams in the in the college football playoffs. There's going to be 12 teams, but 12 teams don't have a legitimate shot of winning the national championship. They just don't. It's not possible. These teams aren't good enough. There is a huge disparity between these teams. Now, I will contend that if Florida State had their full lineup against Georgia, they'd still lose, but it'd be closer. I think if Penn State had their full lineup, they'd probably still lose. But maybe they'd stop more plays, and maybe it would be a closer loss. Ohio State, you have Kyle McCord back there. Maybe you beat Missouri. Maybe. I don't know. But you didn't. You can only play with the team you got, and that's what you got. But college football has a problem. You've got the top echelon of maybe a handful of teams, and I use that term loosely, handful, I don't think there's 
five, six teams that have a legitimate shot to win a title. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a buildup of teams that really aren't gonna win the national championship, but they're gonna be in the college football playoffs because they made the playoffs. But is it games you want to watch? Is it games that are interesting? Is it games where players care enough to be out there? Now, recognize that football is a dangerous sport. And any play can end your career. And prior to NIL money, that was an even bigger deal because you were playing with no extra money guaranteed to you. And you may get hurt before you ever got a chance to see any money in the pros. So you were playing because you loved the game or you wanted, you thought it was a chance to get to the next level. You don't have that same drive now. I think NIO money has been good and bad, as with anything. When you pay somebody to be a player, you pay somebody to be, uh, do something, now it's a job. Because make no mistake, NIL money is coming because of who these players are as players. Uh, there, there may be the exception that there was somebody's getting money because they're who they are, but it's because you're you're famous on TV for for the sport. That's why you're getting NIL, NIL money, name, image, likeness. Don't don't mistake this for anything other than fame. We're trying to glom onto you with marketing of you to sell our product. Okay? That's what it's for. So you're getting paid to do this. So if your motivation is, I need to keep my image, my name, image, and likeness, I need to keep that to the point where I can make money off of it, am I going to put myself out there too far? Maybe. There are some players who would. But the vast majority go, hmm. Yes, I might get a little bit more money if I do this, but I might get hurt if I do this. So I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to play against the the upper crust. I'm not going to play against the best of the best because I might get hurt. And then that ruins me for the pros. Right? I, I just think there's a there's a huge disparity coming. And we started to see this a couple years ago, but it's getting worse and worse. And And the Florida State, Georgia just really pronounces that you know you you didn't see you didn't see Florida State against Georgia you saw Georgia against people wearing Florida State uniforms but nobody you'd actually seen on Saturdays prior to this okay so something has to be done I don't know what the answer is because I don't know how you put the genie back in the bottle but I also don't make you how you can make it more relevant but I don't believe 12 teams yeah it'll be fun at first because now there's 12 teams you know, so Georgia and Florida State and Ohio State would have made the college football playoffs. But would they have won? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it diminishes the regular season again because you could lose two games and make the college football playoffs, depending on who the two losses are to. That's not, that's not great either. You only play 12 games, 13 games if, if you have a a uh, championship game. Do you play 13 games and you could lose two of them? Well, that's not awesome. If you're a fan, you're going, okay, we, we did that and we made a run in the playoffs. It's not the, it's not the pros. We don't expect people pro teams to go undefeated. 
Again, they play 17 games. We don't expect them to go undefeated, but we expect college kids to go undefeated. Now, you have deeper rosters with more players most of the time. Not all scholarship players, but more players. And there's shorter games, and there's other rules that make it a little easier to succeed. But at the end of the day, is that something we want to watch? Is that something you want to watch? I'm not sure I want to watch that. I don't want to watch substandard football. I don't enjoy that. I don't, I don't enjoy a blowout. I don't even care if it's my team blowing out the other team. I don't enjoy a blowout. It's not fun to watch. I think we're going to see more of that. And if they're not in the 12-team playoff, every other bowl game is worthless. They don't mean anything. Apparently. I mean, look, Florida State, 29 players weren't there. They might have 100 people on the team. 29 of them weren't there. A large, vast majority of the offense wasn't there. Well, guess what? How good of a, how much did they care? Did they care about Florida State winning? Obviously not. As a team, they didn't care. So there you are. Back to my SEC Big Ten. I predict Alabama's going to beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl. And I don't think it's going to be close. Sadly, I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think the Big Ten is at the same level as the SEC. At the top tiers. At the top level of the SEC, I think they are better than the top level of the Big Ten. And that includes Michigan. I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. And I think had Michigan played Florida State, as they predicted they should, probably a different outcome. But the SEC is tougher. And that's... Georgia versus Florida State showed me that. What I'm going to see from Alabama, Michigan does not have the potent outside receivers. They're okay, but they're not going to. They're not going to dominate. Um, decent running, decent quarterback, but it just. I think overall, I think they're going to play tight. I think they're going to play um, not to lose, and they're going to lose. And I think Harbaugh is going to call some boneheaded plays like he did last year against TCU, and they're going to lose the game. And um, there's nobody to blame but themselves. But I don't believe, I believe Alabama will likely win the national championship. I don't want to say that. I don't like Alabama, but I think that's what's going to happen. Now, I'll come back on the other side once, once we have a, an outcome, at least to this game. Maybe, maybe I'll wait till the championship. I don't know. But that's my concern, that we're, we're producing – disparity huge disparity uh amongst the teams and i just don't see how the big 10 competes with the sec right now and college football in general i have some concerns i have some big concerns that this is going to be sustainable that people are going to want to watch it i don't know you tell me if i'm wrong i'd love to hear from your hear your thoughts on that but i do not think that's uh an unreasonable expectation that people are going to say, eh, it sounds like a traditional matchup I'd want to watch, but, you know, all these people are opting out or these people are injured. Is it, is it really worth watching? Do they care enough for me to care enough to watch? You know, forget buying tickets. Forget going to the game in person. Do I care enough to, to watch it on TV as part of my normal TV package? And the answer is probably not. So we'll leave you with that. Uh, Please give me your thoughts. Let me know what you think. And 
if you're in favor of Michigan winning, please let me know that. And if you're not in favor of Michigan winning, uh, keep it to yourself. All right. We'll leave it at that. Thanks for joining me. I'm Chad. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.